0: Welcome to the Future Print Podcast, celebrating print technology and the people behind it. Hello, welcome to the Future Print Podcast. Uh, I'm Karis Kopp. Uh, Really excited to be joined by Fraser Chesterman, who who you all know. Hi, Fraser.
1: Hi, Karis. Good to be with you uh, and good to have a chance to talk about something a little bit different today.
0: Exactly. Yeah, we're we're um we're talking events today, um and it's really great to be joined by Paul Streeter Jewett of uh, PSJ Training. Um, thank you for joining us, Paul. Maybe you could give us a, a little um intro into who you are and and your company and your background.
2: That's very kind of you. It's a pleasure to meet you too, Garris. Uh, and yes, of course, uh, my company has been running now for over thirty years. Uh, I run and deliver, design and deliver training programs for many of sales professionals. Uh, and a lot of work over the last 10 to 15 years has been in the uh, events industry. Uh, and I've been working with Fraser for more years than either he or I are going to share. And on this occasion, he I'm working with him um, in partnership to do the session that we're talking about.
0: Fantastic, and and yeah, that leads us nicely, uh, Fraser, into into what we're talking about the day, de- uh, talking about today in terms of um, events and, and upcoming events in the the FM future side of things.
1: Yeah, let me let me just explain this. This is a, a, as you know, case uh, Marcus and I have been in exhibitions for quite a long time, um, and obviously we focus very much on the print industry. But because our background is event organising. Um, and launching shows, uh, we were invited by UFI, who are the Global Association for the Exhibition Industry, to deliver uh, some training courses. Uh, and this comes a little bit out of something that we have done just before COVID, which was called e- Event Launchpad, and which was very much about launching events. Of course, COVID has been, a, uh, you know, kind of doggy, unfortunately damaging the, the whole exhibition industry. And uh, so, as we get back to delivering events um we're very keen to share event refresh which is one of our courses and event sales which is the one that paul's going to deliver and these two courses really will help any exhibition organizer to refresh their uh, messaging to come up with a great story deliver a great story and sell that to the marketplace so that's what these two courses are about, and we wanted just to share with the audience a little bit more about that.
0: Fantastic. And, and um, perhaps if we talk a little bit about what the events will entail, if we start with um, event refresh from, from you, Fraser. Yeah, so
1: basically right. – sorry, sorry, Karis. Um Yeah, I mean, basically what we've got is we've got two half-day courses running uh, in September, and uh, we'll put up some information later. Uh, about that. But they are half day courses. One is Event Refresh. The other one is Event Sales, which Paul's delivering. I'll just t- tell you a little bit about the Event Refresh idea. Um, I mean, obviously, if you're an exhibition organiser, it's been quite challenging. So, uh, what we wanted to try and do was help them help organisers to refresh the story and rethink about the value of that show. And, um, and that's what we do. We take them through in a, in a morning session on six different areas that we'd like to work on. And um, and by the end of the day, they are refreshed and ready to, to go out to the world and share more information about their show. And the following day, we're very pleased to have Paul delivering a session on event sales. Maybe, Paul, you could tell us a little bit about that.
2: I certainly can. The I've had the privilege of working... Uh, with lots of uh, experienced and highly professional sales individuals. Uh, But what we find on a continuous basis is that they need an opportunity to sharpen and refocus and think again about the techniques that they know. Most uh, sales professionals uh, know more than they can remember to use on occasions. And so we'll be looking at things which are core, but at the same time, it's how you carry them out in terms of... um, working with uh, prospects uh, and clients. So we'll be looking at trust building and creating trust, one of the key issues around sales today. Uh, We'll be looking at uh, establishing and defining the prospects needs using questions, which is one of the key ways in which not only do we find out information in order to be able to match what our offering is, but we also reinforce our own credibility Uh, at the same time, and we'll be looking at how we can use visualization to uh, close the sale and maintain momentum throughout this entire sales process. Uh, What I usually find is that people will say to me at the end of a session, do you know what I probably knew about 85, 90% of that, but I was probably only using about 40 to 45%. Mm. And that's exactly what we want to do with people uh, on a session, which is a half day, energise, infuse, excite, help them remember that they know these things and help them look at how they want to use them over the next, well, I would say the next four to six months are absolutely key because as we arrive back into a more open world, uh, we are going to meet clients and, and um, prospects who need our help and uh sales as always is a partnership with the prospect so that's what we'll be doing
0: mm, absolutely and i i think a, a refresher um on the event side or in sales or in whatever we do is is you know really useful periodically but at the moment there's been covid you know there's been a very big shift uh in the way we work particularly in in uh you know the field of live events um, Paul, how would this kind of take that into, into consideration in, in terms of how things are, are different post-COVID or, you know, still amid COVID?
2: Well, that's a good question, Karis. Lots of things uh, are actually the same when you drill down. Um, if you can park a conversation about COVID, because that isn't a conversation that anyone is wanting to have or going to with. Uh, Because everyone has their views about it, which they're entitled. But what we do want to do is to say, okay, I am absolutely convinced and have been for years that in times of uncertainty and deep concern, which you could argue we're in, what prospects do is look for organizations and specifically people within those organizations that they can trust. That might be new organizations that they haven't worked with before, but it is fascinating how successful and professional salespeople can create and build trust with someone that they haven't spoken to before uh, by how they choose to manage the conversation. Uh, and to uh, once you've got trust going, then people are happier to have a discussion. So one of the core elements that runs through what we're doing here is how do you demonstrate that you're a bit different from all the other Uh, alleged salespeople that might have phoned you today. For example, you will get people who phone you and the first thing you hear them say is, am I speaking to Karis? Uh, And you will think, well, I'm not entirely sure who this person is. So the very act of attempting to try and build trust has actually worked in reverse. You're now suspicious of who that person is. So we'll be looking at small but immensely significant things like that to ensure that we help the prospect who wants to get back to business uh, wants to meet their client base in a trade exhibition uh, face-to-face but at the same time needs our help uh, to have a think about what's the, what their requirements are uh, and how best to uh, get to the point where they can say, yep, yeah, we're going to this exhibition uh, and we're absolutely convinced that we know exactly what to do. So, yeah, I think the sales professional today is, is going to – uh, of course build trust but equally they're going to build a partnership and i have long thought that the the relationship between a sales professional and, a, and a, a client is a partnership because both of those individuals need to work together trust each other because if they do that then they will achieve for their own respective organizations exactly the same thing which is uh, a growth opportunity via revenue and profitability. And when we can get to that stage, uh, and I think we can in, in a single phone call uh, and build on that in, in uh, future discussions, uh, then we will find that uh, successfully we are able to come out of where we are right now. So that was a bit of a long-winded approach, but I'm I'm, I'm actually um, delighted and excited by being able to have this, this session with people uh, to help them uh, refresh, review, uh, and uh, get back to delivering their sales skills again.
1: And actually, I think just to to add to that, Karis, I think it's quite interesting um, if you are selling a trade show concept. So you're part of the sales team and you've got a show that you've always run and obviously hasn't taken place for 18 months. So you've got that challenge, haven't you, to go back to market and say, yeah, our show's back. It's like, it's gonna take place a couple of weeks. There's there's a lot of nervousness uh, around obviously timing and getting back to face-to-face. So, so these two programs, this event refresh and event sales, they're a really good way of just kind of reminding yourself what's really important about trade shows. And with the event refresh program that I run the day before Paul's session, we take it very much back to the story that the, the show represents. And actually, we kick off by looking at value mapping, which you may or may not have heard of. But basically, what it, what it says and what it does is it, it just takes the concept of the trade show and says, what's the value of that? Because actually, what is the value of any trade show? What's the purpose of it? What's it deliver? What are the gains that it gives the customer? What are the pains that it solves for the customer? And actually start really thinking about those two things. And if you can get strong game creators and pain relievers with your messaging, then you've really got a strong reason for that show to exist. And, and that's the truth about exhibitions generally. They are solving a the problem. They're delivering some value. And that, that kind of go back to starting point on your messaging for your trade show really is about looking at what it delivers for the customer and the value of that. And also, you know, I also sort of look at stuff like um, the, the, the show's why, why it exists, not what it does, or how it does it, but why it does it. Uh, we also look at story, the way that stories are developed. So that it gives the sales guys in Paul's session more of an understanding of the story around the show and what it represents. Uh, and, you know, we obviously pick up on things like, I, I, I asked the question, what makes a great show? And, you know, Karis, what makes a great show for you? Uh,
0: for it to be a future print event? No, of course. <laughs> um, no. I think, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Just, I think atmosphere is, is a big one, um, you know, uh, to have a, a great education programme. I don't know, there's a lot, I, th- I think it's definitely got my, got my... Um, you know brain going. thinking yeah 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 really it, it kind of the first thing i thought was you know emotional and i have, have that feeling of being yeah, at yeah. a great event yeah, yeah, so yeah, it, yeah. it's it's thought provoking
1: joking apart we use uh, we use the thing called the 5 p's which is people place plot purpose problem or, or passion something like that because actually there's a few things in there that kind of um like you said energy You know, you obviously want people, don't you? You want people to be there. It doesn't necessarily mean quantity. It means the right people, doesn't it? Um, The the story of plot is also interesting. So you create a story around it, which is important because, you know, you and I talk a lot about community and building story around that community and delivering, you know, creating and curating content. That's what a show does as well, isn't it? It's a focal point for that story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And as you said Passion, energy, drive—you know, interest—and and actually, I do think purpose is right. You need the show needs to have a purpose. It needs to be doing something valuable, and that's what we talk a lot about.
2: Yeah, I think if I can just add to that, Fraser, because you've you've talked about um, passion and energy, and the first thing you said when you were asked that question. Uh, Caris was well, atmosphere uh, and I would buy that entirely and I think there's been a, a number of organizations which quite successfully have pivoted over the last 18 months from a face-to-face uh, event to a digital version of some kind or another but it, you'd be hard-pressed to find lots of people who would say the atmosphere of that was, was absolutely right because there's something about the atmosphere which comes from the face-to-face and the physical yeah. presence mm-hmm. uh, and it's being able to recognise that over the last eighteen months, not only have exhibitors missed the opportunity to see their uh, customer base face to face, those customers actually are absolutely determined. All the word I have from, from on the streets, uh, not only in the UK but outside the UK, uh, is that you know customers, visitors, call them whatever we want, they are actually craving the opportunity to get back to face to face. And one of the reasons for that is because they're all running businesses; they're all going to source. Uh, equipment office, uh, sorry, equipment and services for their, their business to grow. And they're going to invest significant sums of money, and they're not about to do that unless they can do that face-to-face because that's the best way of being able to trust the individual and the company. And it's how we use this information in the sales uh, arena. Uh, as you said earlier on, Paris, it, it's slightly different. There's, we are back to doing sales again, but at the same time, the environment is different. Uh, And it's how we use all this information so that we can sharpen our approach and ensure that we deliver with Fraser's discussion around sales story, the best opportunity for a customer to say, yep, let's do this. We want to be back there for all the reasons that we can see. And if they have a good trade show, guess what? Then the rebook will be great. And everyone will be looking at the next year. And so we'll get back very quickly. But the early days of the sales professional uh, helping the person make the right decision, I think are going to be key. Uh, and that's another reason for doing this program.
0: Absolutely. And I think it's, you know, really, ref- well, I was going to say refreshing, excuse the pun, it's refreshing yeah. um, to see the, the positivity around it. You know, it, it's, it's, it's taking it back to basics. And what an opportunity, you know, after, you um, you know, most events missed a year last year to take a step back. And like you said, Fraser, look at the the why. I think if you're running something regularly, you might kind of get to a point where you're, you know, going through the motions, but let's get back to why we're doing it, who it's for, how you can deliver the, you know, the best possible um, event, which, you know, I think may may sometimes, you know, it, when you get down to the kind of minutia of of running an event, there's so much that goes into it. Um, it's it's great to to look at the at the purpose as well, and and I think this would be really really useful for for people.
1: And and picking up on that, I think you're right to identify its purpose and and to talk about kind of coming back to the market with this because clearly trade shows in the past there were some some blockbuster trade shows that had momentum that constantly were the, the market leading show. Now they're going to struggle to to. To create that same momentum again after 18 months you know it's it's people are going to be thinking well why did we used to do that trade show why did we spend all that money to be there and so that's the basic objection that some of Paul's sales guys are going to be getting they're going to be getting that sort of why do we need carrying on need to do this uh there's also the element of the risk you know involved so I think what we're doing with both the refresh session and the sales session is reminding people that this element of trust is so important. And, and actually what we both, both Paul and I agree, and we've done some work on, on different elements of trust, um, even more than ever, more than ever the sales guy needs to, or the salesperson needs to develop that trust quickly. And actually, Karis, you're, you're very much part of this you know, what we do with FuturePrint is all about sharing content, knowledge, free of charge Mm. to the industry to build the community. And that element of creating and giving something for for nothing because it's about the, you know, the the value to the community is is kind of important in that development of a trust, um, development of relationship, development of credibility, of community and, and i think paul and i both agree and you know we touch on this in different ways in the two sessions that element of building trust and creating loyalty is is quite important it's going to be even more important when we've got so many objections to coming back to trade shows would you agree paul yeah, I would. And you're right about the objections,
2: because as you already said, some people are going to say, well, in 18 months, we still continue to do business and we didn't go to any trade shows. because We couldn't. So we don't need to go to trade shows. And that, that's a you know pretty logical uh, discussion to have. But it actually, it, it's something we'll discuss uh, on, on the programme because it's actually wrong. Uh, and there is a great need to get back to uh, doing these things uh, effectively. And. I think the the uh, other point, of course, is that you know when people get face to face, yeah, that physical ability to have a discussion, to look someone in the eye, to have a conversation about how this person you're talking to can help grow the business uh, that you're actually running uh, is is absolutely key. Uh, and the other thing we should not forget is that the you know, the reason that visitors come there, i e potential customers for every one of our exhibitors, uh, is because they're sourcing services and equipment for their companies. Um, but actually, from the exhibitor point of view, every single individual who comes into a, an event uh, is in the buying frame of mind. That's why they're there. They may be at different stages on the buying sequence. And that's one of the other things we'll remind ourselves about as we go through uh, the, the the session. But yeah, they're all there. And, and yeah, what a great thing to to a company, a, a potential customer in a buying frame of mind. Yeah. So I'm always excited about the sales opportunity, uh, but I'm particularly excited about this because I think it's a, it's one of those things that, that you know, it people will come out of this and say, as I mentioned earlier on, you know, I knew most of that, but I'd actually f- forgotten some of it. I don't think I was applying all of it in all the right places. So that ability to polish what we do and ensure that it works supremely well in the next you know, six months or so. Because by that time we'll be in a different frame of mind and we'll need different things to do. So yeah, I I'm, I'm tremendously excited and I agree with it, the point that the phrase has just made. Back to you, if I may, Karis.
0: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um yeah, I think it's it's really exciting, I think, just to to hear the way you've described it, um, the positivity around it, you know, to be to be delivering something where you're not saying, oh, this is all, you know, really secret and new information that I'm going to blow your mind with. It's, you know, you, you know, a lot of this stuff, but here's how we reapply it now. Here's how we, you know, delve into it and make sure we're using it all and, and, you know, kind of fulfilling the full potential. So I, I think it's going to be, um, a extremely useful, uh, couple of days. Um, we're, Nearly at the at the time that we that we are lost ourselves, but we've got as much time as we want, Fraser. I don't know if there's anything yeah, else. No,
1: I was add. just I was just going to add there to that that as you said yourself, a lot of this is is quite obvious uh, to to anyone who's worked in this industry before. But I I often think that when you if you look at good examples of events, you know, if you think if I if I said to you, you know, there are some fantastic events that have taken place out there. And, you know, you think, what is that secret source? What is that secret ingredient that makes that event work? And I often think about, a, a little bit before your time, Karis, but Live Aid, Live Aid and Bob Geldof, what he did in, in the mid-80s, was as an amazing thing as, a, as an event. Um, and what was crucial there was that they had a clear vision, a clear purpose behind that event. And they were very clever at developing a group of ambassadors and in this instance, live aid was very much the pop industry from the UK, but it but it spread further than that. You know, it was the US came on board. You had people like Elton John and the Rolling Stones behind it, you, and, you know, you had Stevie Wonder behind it. Big names backed this concept. And and Gelderful's clever. He he ran this event and was able to galvanize these ambassadors mm. around the purpose, around the event. And you know, when I talk about event refresh. And that idea of, you know, an event concept, it's it's something as simple as that, isn't it? Sometimes to get those people who are those key bellwethers, who are those key ambassadors for you, yeah. to be out there telling your story. Because exactly as we've all talked about, trust and community and all those kind of things are really important. But if you've got people saying it that other people believe, then you're a step in front so it's little bits like that that you'll get from the event refresh and very similarly from the event sales session that paul's doing it's you know it's just giving you a few little tips and ideas and thoughts to walk away and go actually as a team we needed to think differently and these guys have just helped us to do that
0: yeah yeah Absolutely, and and Paul, um, anything else that we might not have covered that you want to to say to people that are interested in um, finding out more about these events?
2: Well, if you pick back onto the uh, point that Fraser just made about Bob Geldof uh, and uh, managing Live Aid, uh, he was particularly effective at handling <laughs> objection. Although the <laughs> style and technique and language he used may not be what we want to use to uh, use today, so we will. Yeah we will be looking at handling those objections. And, you know, there are still people out there who are saying... You know what? Well, I'd love to go to the show, but we have a corporate protocol here that says we aren't doing any physical events until at least February next year. And you think, well, that that's perfectly valid, but how do I how do I actually handle that? How do I have a conversation around that area? Because I, that shouldn't be the end of this discussion. And so, we'll be looking at that and other objections that the group uh, want to put on the table, because that's that's you know one of the ways in which we are able to uh, ensure that we confidently. Uh, continue to build that trust is to be able to have meaningful conversations around the concerns uh, that the people have. So that's what we'll also be looking at, uh, and uh, also, of course, closing the sale, which is ultimately key. And the sooner we can do that, then the sooner everybody can enjoy the <laughs> m- uh, the opportunity to get involved in the marketing uh, pre the event uh, and ensure that they get the right number of people that and, they want to meet.
1: And on that note, I will just close up from the two of us by saying the two sessions for anyone that's thinking about joining these um, the event refresh session is on Tuesday, September the 21st it's nine till one half day session uh, and you can find it on the fmfuturenow.com website the second session event sales which is uh, Paul's delivering is the day after September the 22nd that's Wednesday running nine till one both these courses give you uh, UFI accredited um, standards. So basically, if you do this, you get four hours accreditation towards the UFI professional qualification. So well worth doing. Some interesting stuff from, from both of us. And we'll both be in both the sessions. And, um, you know, we, we hope people will join us. Thank you, Karis, for, for letting us have a chat with you.
0: No, of course, thank you so much for, for coming in and talking about it. I think people are going to leave these events really galvanized and, and really positive as well. You know, I think we need a bit of um, positivity right now. So thank you for for talking us through it. And like you said, people can find more information uh, at fmfuturenow.com. Um, thank you, Fraser. Thank you, Paul, for talking to me about it. Thank, thank you, you for your time, Gareth. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe now for more great audio content coming up and visit futureprint.tech for the latest news, partner interviews, in-depth industry research, and to catch up on content from FuturePrint events. We'll see you next time on the FuturePrint podcast.